Hello and welcome everyone to yet another episode at the Indie Football Podcast. Now, when I say one of our speakers today is a fan who of the state since two thousand six, he is a Liverpool fan. You might think I'm speaking of Anukar sir. Then, when I add that he's from Kolkata, you might think I'm speaking of myself. But guess what? It's neither of us. It's Amartya Sarkar who's been very kind enough to join us and do this with us. Thank you very much, Amartya. How are you doing? Please tell us a I bit am. about yourself. Thank you. Thank you, Dhruv. For having me here, like it's a pleasure to be here and talking about football. Like I can talk about football, so yeah, it's a huge honor for me to be here. Yeah, so Anukar sir, I mean, I'm sure your happiness knows no bounds now that you've found yet another Liverpool fan. <laughs> true, true, true. Uh, well, uh, our viewers might say I'm slightly biased when it comes to you know picking guests, but that's not the case. We are all you know in for inviting guests from all over. But yeah, I think Amartya just epitomizes uh, or you know just exemplifies the indie football podcast because he's from Kolkata and he's a Liverpool Liverpool fan since 2000. Six, so he's like you know the perfect candidate, which I thought would be you know ideal for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know uh, in the IPL we speak of Mumbai Indians being one of the most successful teams because they have a very good scouting system, right? And for if if the indie football podcast was an equivalent of the IPL, then Anukar sir is the scouting head. You know he just brings in people. He's very active on all his social media. But anyway, I mean it's it's great to have two Liverpool fans here. And uh, as promised in the last episode, we are going to quickly review the last week, which was full of international football, many juicy fixtures. And let's let's start with the finalisma, right? So it was Argentina versus Italy, and Messi's Argentina, who had also won the Copa last year, they have come back and won this UEFA Cup of Nations finalisma. Amartya, first thoughts on this? How do you see uh, how do you see this win for the Blues? I think uh, Argentina outplayed Italy all over the place, and think yeah. the first first thing that comes to my mind is that uh, uh, like and Gucci, I think that time is finally done because yeah. when you see that uh, second goal that Di Maria scored, like both of them got outclassed, like uh, he Bonucci got turned in, just one wrong piece by Di Maria, so. They time and uh, yeah. later that uh, week as well, they played another game. I think in the Nations League and uh, the two two defenders, Serbi and uh, Bastoni, they did pretty well against Germany because Germany is a very potent team that that too in in the in the leadership of Hansi Flick. So yeah. I think that that game, I think uh, Roberto Mancini, the kind of uh, manager he is, I don't think that he. Um, He really, you know, gave into this concept of finalisma, and I'm just being true to myself because uh, the kind of team that he got on. I think if you're playing Belotti in a major tournament final, I think that says a lot about what, how you value this tournament itself. Because I think at this level, at this point of time, Belotti isn't even suitable for playing in the ISL, let alone. Uh, match at the <laughs> level of finalisma. So yeah. that's a I strong mean, statement. That's exactly as as going to say that that's a very uh, it's it's nice to see Amar they're not shying away from making very strong statements as put up by Anukar. No, But the thing I, is, yeah, the thing is, I I have been an Italy fan since two thousand and six, and I 
what the likes of Del Piero, Totti, the likes of Luca Toni, and then Balotelli, even Fabio Quagliarella. These players have been the frontmen for Liverpool, uh, for uh, Italy, and then <laughs> there comes Belotti and Ciro Immobile. I don't know, like, uh, like how do, how do you become a striker without scoring goals, yeah, especially right. for your national team? True. I mean. Correct. I mean, uh, Anukar sir, we'll come back to Italy later. We have got another game of theirs to review. But from Argentina's perspective, you know, we I'm sure we know many Messi fans who who are now going like, yeah, he's just three weeks away from his 35th birthday, but he's here to, you know, add more trophies to his mm-hmm. career. But what do you think, where does this victory make Argentina stand? Uh, see, this just goes to show that Argentina has, you know, become a much more complete side. I remember like around a decade back when they faced Germany in the finals of the World Cup. Uh, they were a team which had a really good attack. They had Aguero, Messi, Gonzalo Higuain and all these players, uh, Di Maria even. Uh, but they did not have a complete sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, 11, which uh, they didn't have the best defenders. Their midfield was good, but it wasn't that world class. <laughs> Now that you look at it, Argentina has players like even uh, people who don't watch football much uh, can uh, spot players uh, from their level in the uh, Serie A, such as Rodrigo Di Paul, players such as uh, Giovanni Lo Celso uh, in Argentina's midfield in the Premier League. So, uh, of course, they are a much more uh, you know identifiable side. And uh, as Amartya just pointed out uh, about Bonucci and Kelini and that the time is up, I think uh, Argentina is, you know, uh, facing a contrasting uh, uh, sort of a paradigm in their regard. When you see that Di Maria and Messi are turning up uh, in the, you know, so-called uh, twilight of their years, uh, twilight of their careers. And uh, what we saw was uh, world-class stuff uh, and uh, how Messi was turning the Italy all over the place. It was a sight to behold and just goes to show uh, how, you know, age, uh, how Messi uh, and uh, Di Maria, when it comes to international football, are aging like fine wine. Yeah, I mean, correct. Uh, speaking of players who are aging like fine wine, let's move on to the next fixture in the UEFA uh, Nations League where France had taken on Denmark and, you know, Benzema, another player who's been Absolutely right. prolific. He's, he, he scored first in a game where France were expected to do well. But then we saw a substitute from Denmark, Cornelius, coming in and hitting the next two goals. And Denmark eventually defeated France. So, I mean, Amartya, in a world of, you know, many upsets that sort of thrives football, how do you see this match? Well, I wouldn't really put it as an upset because I saw yeah. the whole match. I was watching two matches at the same time. I was watching the Netherlands game as well. And to be honest, Denmark never really seemed like a team that was up for an upset. They looked really on the same platform, at the same pedestal as France. They gave were attacking equally well. And once, like, like it has been a habit for France, like once they scored the first goal or they, you know, get into a comfortable position in a game, they sort of, you know, complacency creeps in their system. Like, they scored the first goal, Benzema scored the first goal. And like... Like, when Cornelius scored that first goal, you can see that the defence was all over the place. And for the second goal, I think all the players who were there, especially for Hugo Lloris, who has been so experienced, who has played so well over the years, I think considering in the first post for someone who is that experienced, I think it's time for 
Deshaun to really look at Mike Mannion and think like it's time. And even Rafael Varane, I think he had a very average game in terms of how he fared. He he's had a very average season at mm-hmm. Man United, and now like he he got injured and is now replaced by Ibu Konate. And uh, the the system, I I really don't get it. Like when you have Benjamin Pavard in the bench, why do you play Kingsley Coman as a wing back? But overall, what Denmark have done, Cornelius, I think, like absolutely amazing substitute. You know, just turned the game on his head, and he 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 has to be one of those players like European big European teams keeps their eyes on. Like I I was super impressed by him. Yeah, I mean, speaking of defenders who haven't really, uh, you know, performed to their potential, two defenders who are, you know, uh, very, you know, familiar to Anukar Sir's Liverpool, Van Dijk, even his team Netherlands had taken on Belgium, and they ended up winning four-one. I mean, Anukar Sir, if you followed that game or about that game, I feel that you know, uh, to have. players like kevin de bruyne lukaku and still lose 4-1 is is kind of a thrashing won't you say uh, true man i mean uh, belgium is some uh, belgium belgium is a side which has you know really underperformed when it comes to the big competitions the score they have had over the years uh, a lot of critics have said, said that they haven't really you know lived up to the billing and this match just epitomizes that uh, i think steven bergwijn was on fire right from the start uh, he missed a few shots but you know the confidence he has now after you know his uh, team qualified for the top 4 uh, and for the champions league uh, it could show in his play he scored after you know missing a, a couple of really good chances he scored uh, a world class goal and uh, memphis depay uh, scoring a brace uh, one could identify that you know uh, how much uh, his season would have been better overall if he had not had his injury as the commentator also pointed out and uh, netherlands is a team which is starting to you know claw its way back into the reckoning when it comes to world football it uh, lost its scores um, a, a year back uh, uh, and uh, now we can all see that uh, uh, although uh there is something uh missing when it comes to you know beating a team such as uh the likes of france and germany uh, when they are at their best but netherlands still can you know come back to the uh, brink uh, of uh, stardom uh, that they used to belong to and uh, belgium on the other hand uh, i think really need to start working as a cohesive unit because the big names don't really win you games and this match just showed that Yeah I mean Amartya I I remember that I think it was the third goal in the 65th minute by Memphis Depoy I mean just the vision I don't remember who gave that pass but for Depoy to give that run and that eventual finish it was do you think this game was more of Netherlands excellence or more of Belgium's lack of competence I think it was more about Louis van Gaal's tactics I think he he's such an experienced manager he picked up one loophole in the whole belgian system and he exploited it so well like like they scored four like netherlands is a team that uh, sorry belgium is a team that really struggles in uh, going from transitions like from defense to attack and from attack to defense like attack to defense they really struggle to regain their shape so once uh, they they were in transition like going from uh, attack to defense he picked up that one loophole one ball through the middle of the park and uh, they actually split the whole the belgian defense and uh, yeah. to be honest the way 
Klassen and uh, Frankie Dion played. I think both of them really did well to contain uh, Kevin De Bruyne. And once they contained Kevin De Bruyne, I think the whole Belgian defense like really played into the tactics of Louis Van Gaal. And uh, as oh, okay. far as uh, uh, Belgium is concerned, I think like it is a bold statement to say, but Roberto Martinez is just a glorified Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He just lives <laughs> on vibes and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, now as we move on to the next fixture, which was uh, Spain versus Portugal, I remember Cristiano Ronaldo didn't start in that game against Spain. So, I mean, Anukar, sir, why do you think that, you know, why do you think that must have happened? Uh, see, I think Portugal is a team which is, you know, starting to uh, uh, test its young players. Because uh, let's take the example of Spain for that matter. Last year, Pedri, he was uh, someone who had taken the world by storm. He had replaced Thiago in the Spain national team. And uh, they, you know, managed to qualify for the Euro uh, semifinals. Now, uh, after Pedri's injury, Gavi is someone like you could see right from the start of the match. Gavi was creating si- uh, the chances left, right and centre. I think he created a couple of them for, yes. Uh, yes, you know, uh, the Morata uh, and uh, at the in the second half also he created uh, some really good chances. So you could uh, see that uh, young talent being brooded in uh, is something that is being you know uh, uh, really relied upon when it comes to uh, making your score transition, uh, especially when it comes to international teams. And I think that is something that Portugal are also trying to do, saving Ronaldo for the best and you know also um, making sure that the young generation, the new generation that coming on can also uh, put their hands forward and you know uh, take a step in the right direction i think that is exactly what it was trying to do by resting ronaldo yeah i mean correct so amartya i mean in these two games that spain has played in this uefa nations league uh, in against portugal they were one all and in the more recent game against czech republic they were two all so i mean if you are luis enrique what are you saying to your team right now the first thing that one needs to say to the Spain team is that the journey has been incredible and there's no going back from this you know, setup of progress. The only thing that they have to look forward to is going forward, like discovering talents like Pedri and Gabi and them performing so well. And I think the, the current crop of players coming out of the Spain are, are really capable of doing something very mammoth in the World Cup as well. So, yeah. they have to really look forward to it and have to keep grinding hard as well because they have a very good chance, a very good shot at the World Cup. Plus, uh, looking at the progress, uh, Spain system has again regained its you know, fluidity, the stability that they used to have during the 2010s and the 2012s. So, this, this Spain team has to you know, hone those skills and then look forward to it. And uh, Luis Enrique is one man who has done great work and this really needs to go where really needs to kick off uh, at a higher stage in the, in the Spanish federation of football yeah i mean that's that's quite a conundrum that i feel many of the european managers are currently uh, going through one of them is you know italy's robert mancini who had made as many as 10 changes from the game against argentina that they lost 3 
0 to the game against germany which was the goalkeeper dona roma was the only guy who had started in both the fixtures and even that game ended in a one all so anukar sir i mean where do you where do you rate the italian football currently you know in general about these games about them not being able to qualify and i think there's a lot going through in those you know changing room Uh, yeah i mean uh, it leaves again one more team like uh, netherlands uh, like you know which is at, at at the same level as netherlands was a couple of years back finding its way back into uh, the, the world reckoning i mean uh, uh, but at this point of time because they are also the team that let's not forget won the euros so uh, this goes to show that you know in football uh, a team might be doing great inter- like an international team might be doing great and a year later there might be critics like me right now uh, criticizing it for not being able to live up to the standards having said that i think uh, italy as a team are starting slowly and steadily uh, to uh, finally find its rhythm i think uh, lorenzo pellegrini players like him exemplify a loyalty Uh, 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 the yeah, exactly the goal scorer. Uh, I think he's someone who uh, has you know c- created uh, an image for himself as Francesco Totti was for uh, the same team as Roma. And uh, nowadays you you see very uh, you see footballers uh, very rarely show loyalty. And I think players like him who have a captain's attitude uh, to carry their team on their back. Uh, kind of can set the rhythm for italy uh, to actually you know progress as a unit and they, it showed in this match they were a much better side uh, than they were in the qualifiers uh, in the world cup qualifiers and uh, i just think that uh, when it comes to germany for that matter uh, germany as a team like they have a very very good team on paper if you look at the attack of leroy Thomas Müller, uh, say Timo Werner, and uh, of course Gnabry, uh, Sergio Gnabry. Yeah. Uh, then you can see that on paper they are like a very, very fast and an attack that will take you by storm. But at the end of the day, are uh, all of them really good finishers? I won't really agree with uh, with anyone who would say at this point of time because at their peak they were all of them were. But at this point of time, I think they. all you know someone they are all people with uh, things in their armor when it comes to finishing so that is the point where germany is lacking a bit that extra finishing touch that you know players of yesteryear like uh, lucas podolski or uh, uh, lucas podolski or uh, you know other players were uh, providing but then uh, i think that is the thing uh, uh, players kind of change generations change and at this point these are both uh, two teams who used to be superpowers and can get back into the reckoning with some good coaching guidance and good uh, you know infrastructure at the youth level yeah correct i mean amartya i think these are some really nice points put forward by anukash i mean if you ask from things from my end if i am watching that game as someone who is still at an arms length with all the football technicalities that uh, both of you bring in i felt that germany had a bit more of a pace in what they were doing at the first half and then it was i i completely agree with the finishers aspect that i felt that but of course all teams going following different kinds of football there is that you know finishing question marks over most teams so i mean as of now we are at the beginning of june this year the world cup is 5 months away which team do you see going deeper into the world cup italy or germany well italy and not not in the world cup but uh, yeah sorry I, I mean, I, about germany I, correct <laughs> I, 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 
like i really don't see germany going that deep i think uh, teams like netherlands really have a very good chance at going uh, netherlands brazil uh, even even the likes of spain have a very good chance of going deep apart from you know you cannot really see how how you can foresee like which team is doing well because in club football these players keep on playing together for a longer time and football or this is coming for a week or in for like two weeks or something like that in the national camp they have to kick things off but uh, in terms of the progress made i think like there was this one statement that jurgen klopp once made that you need to know which match lose so they i think they lost one home game versus uh, inter milan and the problem with italy is they don't know which up losing the crucial ones but once you look into the setup italy probably has one of the one of the best midfield prospects like they have verratti they have jorginho they have locatelli they have pellegrini they have uh, pesina there are so many players who can fill in the midfield but the really one thing that they lack barella yeah barella as well but the really one thing that really lack is a striker and i think the that camaka as a striker it was really a breath of fresh air the one thing that he now needs to do is to use skamaka kiesa raspadorian to get into a and work together and score goals because you can have like 99% of possession in the midfield and still losing games so it will really have to do that mm-hmm. and uh, apart from that they have a really really good shot at the nations league if they can stick to skamaka as a number 9 Yes I mean there are two things that I'd like to say on this like you know I remember uh, Jose Mourinho saying once about you know they can keep the ball and I can keep the goals so mm, that kind of thing right. that, that happened with Spain in one of the recent games also where they had lot of possession but couldn't convert secondly I feel I completely agree with the part where you say that Italy are winning games that they can afford losing and because they i think it was 35 or 36 a match winning streak where they went through and they still yeah. are not appearing in the world cup which is which is quite a bummer if you are an azuri fan i went through the you know documentary that netflix has on azuri road to wembley yeah, yeah. if the two of you have watched it i mean it was nice the way they you know tried to encapsulate all of it in just a one hour documentary and i i really liked what you know uh, roberto mancini had to say in in that so overall overall it's been a very uh, long discussion i guess we are more than 22 minutes here which is very nice i feel like it's good times fly and thank you once again uh, amartya for doing this anukar sir would you like That to say anything at the end uh first of all i would like to again thank amartya and yeah uh, like i could see a lot of myself when you know he was mentioning about some international match and he said uh, he you know by chance, by mistake said liverpool's front men <laughs> so yeah i could kind of read uh, by because how much liverpool lives on our head and unfortunately you did uh, catches off the record when we were you know justifying how liverpool <laughs> deserve to win the champions league the absolute yes, sport yes. that we are <laughs> but yeah other than that um, uh, see of course uh, it's you know every time we bring in a guest it different perspective a new novelty to the show and, uh, same was the case this time around and uh, we'd love to have i think amartya once more some other time and um, again uh, f- first time we are discussing international football and it was an absolute pleasure yes 
for more such episodes please do follow us on our social media handles we are on twitter we are on instagram and we are on every we are very active on every football match day until next week with probably more of this international football which we are currently very much in its nascent stages we, we have enjoyed it and hopefully we'll bring more of it to you next